Nine against the nine. 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 A podcast about Lord of the Rings. Alright. Is this our intro? Can we should we yeah, really we're go in order? You can't do that. You gotta let me know when we're starting. We're starting yeah, now. Man. Welcome to Nine Against the Nine. We are it. So uh, the attentive listener will. I don't know what the attentive listener will do. They'll pay attention. Is what they'll do. We're in a brand new location, and we don't intend to be here ever again. But we might be. And it has been a while since our la- last time we recorded a podcast was October of 2022. Is that correct? I'm sure it is. Yep, it is February of 2023. Yep. But we posted the evil episode in February, which is now. And we're on episode five of Nine Against the Nine, and it's uh, it's the obligatory orc episode. Obligatory? Mm-hmm. I feel like we have to hit orcs, obviously, right? We don't have to hit everything. Like, we talked about hitting men, and I think we're not gonna. Orc-bligatory? Orc- Orc-bligatory? That's how I'm gonna title it. Oi. <clears throat> the orc Sorry, not episode. sorry. Uh, I want to start off with some corrections. You want to go first this time? I know you got no. one. Oh, you're looking for it right now, right? I'm looking for it. Yeah, word. <laughs> Should I give you some music? You know what I mean? Do whatever. Follow your heart or whatever. All right. All right. All right, so last episode I mentioned a TED Talk about... Um, how native like native american practices that heal the land or work with the land um maybe this came out of like talking about covid and like everyone went inside and then the land was all clear and like look look how clean the air is so i didn't have the name at that point but this is it's a ted talk um the woman's name is lila june the title of the ted talk is three thousand year old solutions to modern problems so i just want to say that was that's the TED Talk. That's the person. That's where I got that information. In case you wanted to look it up or follow up with that, it's probably on TED.com. It's also on YouTube. Word. I uh, have the following corrections <clears throat> or clarifications, just things I want to mention. Uh, at some point, I was looking through the books, looking for orcs, and uh, I ran into Gollum, as one does. And uh, there's a moment when he's talking to Frodo and Sam, and. Uh, He's, I think he's saying you can't give the ring to him. He's He says he's going to eat us all. He'll eat us all if he gets the ring. Gollum says that. Yeah, about Sauron. And that's cool, I think. I think that's a good a demonstration of how Sauron is viewed by someone who's been real close to him. Uh, and I want to mention Sauron is a rock god. And I don't think we... we you know, we Like talk, Jack Black? Sure. Yeah, yeah beyond. I <laughs> or think. Jack White? Any of, those, any of those jacks will work. Any of the jacks? Yeah, he's... A, you mean I'm, rock like rock and roll or I like mean rock and roll not and like marble or what schist I'm, or what i'm trying to get at is like what we didn't acknowledge in the evil episode is he's like so he's the titular villain of the book the book is named after sauron right that's his title he is the lord, lord. yeah man he in a, in a sense he's the protagonist of the novel he's the lord he's the dark lord mm-hmm. yeah i just think it's striking that um i never really thought about how it's not like Frodo's the Lord of the Rings or whatever. No, he's just a, he's the bearer. Yeah, sure, but he it's not bears called, it. Yeah, if it was called the Ring Bearer, that might make more like it might be more sensible, but um, it's not. It's Who's going to buy the, that book? Exactly right. So Sauron, I just want to give props to Sauron. He's a he's a great villain, 
and uh, also we're defining evil interesting last- that interesting how he's a, how much he's a great villain when he's hardly featured yeah that's he's n- he's i just not think there. that's really interesting he's pervasive so that's how much of a great villain he is he isn't even there yep because we're like oh maybe we get an insight into his perspective once in the book we could we couldn't find anything he kind of talks to um pippin yeah we, yeah we've been through this uh regarding the evil episode we're we're like defining evil and the the first definite like one of the first things i said about evil is that there's an element of discord and I guess I want to clarify, like my personal socio-political or, or aesthetic position on Discord. I think Discord rules, and I don't. I don't want to imply that uh, Discord is inherently uh, evil, because disruption is is a vital political and artistic tool to break up hegemony and and boredom and so, and the orthodoxy. Like I don't know. Not not only do I think Discord is good and important, but I'm willing to. I'm willing to see Sauron as, like, as I've done before. I've, I'm willing to see him even as a sort of a kind of hero or whatever um, against some sort of supremacy model. I think Discord's great. So when you say Discord rules, clarifying, this is a clarifying question. You mean, like, it rules, like, it rocks, like, yeah, go Discord, not like Discord is in charge and has power. No, but I do think like they, it is the rule of law. That's yeah, it's not what I meant, like, but yeah, it rules, man. Let's go. That's the exact attitude. Yeah, it's tubular. That's what I meant. <laughs> but it, but I also I mean, not to go down a crazy wormhole or whatever, but um maybe Discord does rule. Maybe entropy is the essential feature. Chaos reigns as it were. So there's this idea from that I got from Trevor Noah when he was talking with Tommy Laren on The Daily Show that he invited her on the show. They have two opposing views to have like to have this discussion, maybe a discordant discussion, discordant views, and it allow it allows for the sharpening of the argument. So that's what that's like that's what I saw and he's like it sharpens your argument. Mm. Saturn is my grindstone. Put that on a t-shirt. You want to talk about orcs? That's why we're here, right? Yeah. All right, so I, as usual, I have notes. Shoot. I want to, I want to get at this notion of orcs, um, like as a minority comparison. I want to dispel that uh, and talk about them as fictional, like a fictional race. Right, we're not doing we're comparisons not talking, to real life. Orcs are orcs, dwarves are dwarves. We'll get to that. I, yeah, I'm gonna. These are just. The, I'm just gonna give you the headings yep. real quick, and then we'll figure out what order. I think we should talk about what and who are orcs. Um, there's a particular situation with orc size that I want to get at. That's part of that. Orcish war and folkcraft. That's that's a that's a part of who and what are orcs. I think we'll bring in like siege warfare in there. Siege versus non-siege warfare. You can. I haven't. I don't have any notes on that. But yeah, that's a thing. They got a little like. They got a name for that thing. That siege. You know what I mean? They have Grum? a batter, Yeah, it's the a battering ram. ram, right? But also like Helm's Deep. Word. Okay. Uh, orc origins. Got to hit that up, and we will stray into into some uh, Silmarillion territory. Orcs don't love each other. Maybe question. Mark. I put a question mark there. Uh, orcs, the essential other, especially cannibals, cannibalistic. Uh, orcs as the essential mindless, bumbling, volitionless minion. Uh, their relationship with Sauron and orcish politics. And then uh, like orc, different kinds of orcs, different breeds of orcs. Yep. Trackers. Urukai. Word. Does that order sound good? Do you have something in there? Like, we're going to talk about comparison of orcs and, like, a hive mind. 
Yeah, like we can get. Swarm. I think we should get that, into that. This yeah. feels like it wasn't could go into one of those things that you have in there. I do. Yeah, let's hit it. There's at least one description that seems ant-like. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll get into it. All right. So, in terms of orc says, uh, like I think it's. I think people think they're clever when they say that orcs are like uh, that they represent a human minority population in the U.S. Uh, that's that's being discriminated against. Um, that's obviously something that happens in the U.S. And I and and while I think orcs are mistreated in the Tolkien Middle Earth universe to a certain extent, they're not they're not like parallel to humans the way that you know different. Um, different so-called races of humans are parallel to each other they don't share they don't share like a genetic similarity um but i wanted to share this wacky off-text thing from uh david graber and david wengrow's the dawn of everything which is a the, book the book is the dawn of everything the book is called the dawn of everything it came out a couple maybe a year ago um and this is a wacky quote coming from an anthropologist and an archaeologist and uh, I've heard there's a lot of other people reading this book and talking about it and I I haven't heard anyone like not notice this quote um, so it says this and I'm just it's slightly modified for the context some of these populations of early hominids throughout Africa they're talking about early hominids throughout Africa uh, I think honestly they're talking about early homo sapiens throughout Africa uh, remained isolated from each other for tens or even hundreds of thousands of years, cut off from the nearest relatives by deserts and rainforests. Strong regional traits developed. The result probably would have struck a modern observer as something more akin to a world inhabited by hobbits, giants, and elves than anything we have direct experience of today or in the more recent past. Those elements that make up modern humans, the relatively uniform us referred to above, seem only to have come together quite late in the process. In other words, if we think humans are different from each other now, it's largely illusory. Illusory. And even such differences as do exist are utterly trivial and cosmetic compared with what must have been happening in Africa during most of prehistory. That's from page 81. Um, so that reminds me of uh, the Gal Galapagos Islands and the finches, and that there's, like, each island has different, like, uniquely different species because there's, there's that, like, geographic geological barrier separation mm -hmm. so yeah yeah in this and so in the early hominids in africa the deserts are where they can't connect and mingle like interact mingle whatever yeah the distinctions yeah like uh my point being we don't when an orc and a human in middle earth interact it's not like um you know a dude from like europe and a dude from asia that's not it's not a valid comparison i think so you're, you were saying that an orc and a hobbit interacting, there's much greater distance. Yeah. Than any human-to-human -human comparison that we have. Right. Right. That distance could be time. It could be space. Yeah. Now, as we'll see later in the in the episode, the comparison to elves is maybe a little, a little tighter. Orcs and elves. Orcs and elves, yeah, for reasons that we'll get into. And another, and another thing about this orcs as um, minority-human comparison... Tolkien regularly um, says that they have dark skin. He's like over and over, he's always talking about that their skin is dark, right? So that's obviously, I think, how um, comparisons to like racial politics in the U.S. get inferred into it. And I, I don't play Warhammer. Mm -hmm. Do you? I never really played. I did collect things when I was in seventh, eighth Collected grade. Collected what? 
the little miniatures and paint them. Oh, I didn't know that's what it was about. I thought it was an online thing. Warhammer? Yeah, is it not? It's a tabletop game. It is, okay. The fantasy, so, I think, is folded, but their 40K, the futuristic version, is still going strong. Yeah, word. So I'm not trying to tread on anyone who knows more about Warhammer than me, which is literally everyone. <laughs> um, but I noticed at some point that they sidestep that racial comparison problem by referring to orcs and I think other types of um, orcish or goblinoid beings as greenskins. Do you know that term? Yes. Those are like the bad guys, right, in Warhammer? Wait, they have, like, orcs, goblins can be, is a, like an army that you could choose and you could be them. And they're called greenskins, right? Yes. Sometimes. Right, so I think I think it's a smart move for them in order to, to retain, not that it's healthy to, to retain this, but to retain a notion that there's an evil race and they're, they're more explicitly outsiders. Um, I'm just going to read a bit from the Warhammer fandom wiki. Uh, the term greenskins is a common collective description used by many civilized nations to refer civilized used by civilized nations to mm -hmm. refer to refer to the forces of the orcs, goblins, and other biologically related races. Right? And again, don't know anything about Warhammer, but from what I read, they are posited as being extraterrestrial uh like fungal fungal animal hybrids. So they're like not only really? yeah I think Ooh, and and that and seems this spawning this spawning thing this idea that they I mean you can look into it I'm, the Warhammer greenskins I think they spore like mushrooms um, and I think that they came from outer space and so that 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 gives huh. them like an outsider status and a like a out you know a extra special status that all I think really puts to rest any sort of human-to-human -human comparison. You feel me? They're definitely othered. Yeah, but they're othered in a way that makes them incomparable to right. any othered human population right. by dint of their totally, totally extraterrestrial, fungally hybridized Outer being. space alien, different species, like not, a, not only different species, like different family of it life. It doesn't even biologically reproduce like humans. Right, like totally incomprehensible, but at the same time, evolutionarily impossible only in the world of warhammer it, well in, in this world that they have like two eyes a face you mean nose, this world mouth. here the, our real world yeah or like whatever world like how evolution works sure there's no mushroom that has a face and well legs. not, not yet no, eh. just because you can't recognize it as a face not but we can recognize yeah. the orcs and goblins' they, faces. Yeah, they look humanoid, but they turns are out humanoid. they're not, right? Yeah. Although that, again, that's that could just be anti-greenskin propaganda. That kind of crap has been said about um, human populations in... Yeah. Will you, will you tell the listeners what an orc is? Oi. Uh... <laughs> On the spot? Not really. An orc. When you... What do they look like? Oh, okay, so let's do stereotypical orc. They're going to be like dark, greasy, dirty, stained. Uh, they are hunched over, hunched posture. Sure. Usually bipedal. Yeah, but hunchy though. Like they hunchy could, 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 dragging. could do good to a little bit of like hands on the ground too, maybe, but not. I would say not. Okay. Um, how tall do you think they pointy are? Pointy ears. Pointy ears, yeah. Good call. 
uh, they do not like they do not like the daylight. Yeah, sunlight is mm, abhorrent to them. Mm-hmm. Actively them. painful, perhaps, to them. Except for the Urukai, which are a bigger, stronger breed of orc. Um, they are not all. They are not super big. They're like bigger. They're bigger than hobbits and smaller than humans. And then the books, goblins and orcs are somewhat interchangeable. So let's get let's get right at two of those things. Um, Whereas in Warhammer, orcs are bigger, goblins are smaller. There's a distinction sure. between those. Ditto in D and D, yeah. Mm-hmm. In this, in Lord of the Rings, interchangeable terms. Yes, and this is a this is a point of contention for people that I I think haven't looked too deeply into it. Um, and I do also want to quickly make a note that a, a lot of my thinking about orcs for this episode starts with this book that's not one of the books from Lord of the Rings, but is a guide to Middle Earth by Robert Foster. It's the Ballantine um, Complete and Definitive Concordance for the Lord of the Rings. They got a great entry on orcs. And yeah, orcs and goblins are, mean, it means the same thing. I think I have notes that make that clear at some point. Yeah, so this is just one piece of evidence uh, from the two towers. It looks like it's from page 20. Uh, goblin soldiers of great statue. That seems to refer to the Urukai, uh, who are orcs. But goblin soldiers, right? So like, um, yeah, goblins. The other thing that the uh, the guide to Middle Earth says that goblins is a is like a hobbit term. Oh, and orcs might be more of a human term, perhaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. Um, soldiers. So you brought up soldiers. Another thing that I that I see with orcs is that they're all involved in the military. I don't see any orcs not involved in military. They're soldiers, they're warriors, they're trackers, they're hunters. They're all military in these books. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the independent like orc that lives in its own place and they're or- not they're not agrar that's not an agrarian society. Sure. It's not really hunter gatherer, they're not like Well, it maybe is hunter, right? That maybe is the uh the overlap between like a tribal life and a military life. If there's no there's, one kill, there's an overlap, but they're not exclusively hunter gatherers living their lives. They are, have a bent. They yeah, like in these yeah. books, there's this world domination bent that they have. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not uh-huh. ever sure if they want to dominate or if they're just like uh, in constant like fight mode. Like uh, like they're never gonna. There's no sense that they're actually gonna dominate. They're just like constantly. Um, I don't know. I don't know what that they're, means. Th- I mean, gone unchecked. Constantly like that as a tool of Sauron. Right. Yeah, he has a he has a world domination model. In terms of them being not tall, uh that's a big one given that given that there's so much like momentum of the Warhammer and Dungeons and Dragons and probably other models uh paradigm of like big orcs and small goblins. Um and either some other distinctions I think uh, I think like evil chaotic maybe versus evil neutral. I'm not sure. Um but I think that they might be like as as small as like halflings in some cases. Uh, I'm going to give a couple quotes. Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, this is during the fight in uh, whose tomb are they in? Who's who's the famous old Balin? Yeah, that's what I've written down. But he's Balin. The, Balin. Balin. That's Balin's tomb. tomb. Yeah. Okay. They're having a fight in there, and uh, the narrator refers to a huge orc chieftain, almost man high. Yeah. So that's the like a biggest kind of kind of orc that'd be down there, 
and that dude is almost man high. Uh, then again, book four, uh, Gollum sees uh, the men of Harad, and he says, very cruel, wicked men they look, almost as bad as orcs and much bigger. So like these dudes, they're as bad as orcs, almost, but they're also much bigger, which I think, again, kind of demonstrates that orcs are small human size. There's also another point for the size of the orcs um, when Frodo is incapacitated from Shelob and she's lying there and the orcs are like, oh, we'll take him back to her. I think he's not dead. It takes four of them to carry oh, Frodo. Wow. Four of them are carrying a halfling. Yeah. So this is from that, not from that exact same scene, but um, when we pick back up with that in in Return of the King, um, Sam sees an orc because there's and this, this fight between Shagrat and the other dudes it's complicated so i'm not going to get into the, all the inter core bag yeah those dudes are like um it's like kind of comic relief or whatever but at one point comic relief interesting well they're fighting over the the coat a right? shiny shiny yeah. thing but meanwhile frodo is being held in this a shiny thing that has like the cost of the value of which is more than the entire shire right yeah like the most expensive so anyways here's the description out of the turret door the smaller orc came flying Behind him came Shagrat, a large orc with long arms that, as he ran crouching, reached to the ground. But one arm was hung limp and seemed to be bleeding. The other hugged a large black bundle. In the red glare, Sam, cowering behind the stair door, caught a glimpse of his evil face as it passed. It was scored as if by rending claws and smeared with blood. Slaver dripped from its protruding fangs. The mouth snarled like an animal. Uh, so there's like a kind of classic description of an orc um there's also a moment where shagrat leaps aside orc fashion quote orc fashion it strikes me as monkeyish. reminds me of the flying monkeys from Wizard oh Wars. yeah okay and they're kind of small and they're like arms on the ground hunched over yep the monkey thing feels a little uncomfortable i'm experiencing discomfort with that because it feels close to human well the how what Feels, how that word is used feels close to a human stereotype yeah racist stereotype that's of right that's sure right. yeah yeah um so the thing about the discomfort that you're experiencing it's it's because monkey is used to say this human being is not a human right yeah so ditto in this quote the mouth snarled like an animal well it's obviously an animal because hominids are animals and even like sam's an animal we're animals. John and Clark mammals. mammals. Right, yeah, exactly. So there is, like, without a doubt, there's constant othering here. Yeah, I want to get into this uh, guide to Middle Earth. Briefly, in terms of the sun, right, they, this this book says all orcs prefer the dark, although um, mo most orcs, except for the Urukai, were weakened in the sun, and all orcs preferred the dark. Um they're skilled in tunneling, in making weapons, and in other practical skills. Their medicines were harsh but extremely effective. Orcs wore foul, uh, coarse clothing and heavy shoes, and they hated all things of beauty and loved to kill and destroy. Orcs used many weapons, including bows, spears, stabbing swords, and long knives, but they seemed to have preferred scimitar-like swords. Orcs liked blood and raw flesh and ate, among other things, men, ponies, and their own kind. And there's more to say, um, but I wanted to just briefly mention, just some, some get some textual support on that. Um, so the beauty thing, beauty is subjective. 
I'm going to say beauty is subjective. Sure. Yeah. I Probably. Agree. Yeah. Um, but if they hate all things that are beautiful, why are they fighting over the mithril coat? This like little shiny. Yeah, object. I don't know. He he doesn't offer textual evidence a lot in, right. in the guide, um, which is so. Here's what I found: in book three, they're said to carry broad bladed. Uh, okay, the the orakai are curiously at the scene of I guess at the scene of Boromir's death, and the abduction of. Pippin and Mary. Yep. Uh, they find broad-bladed, not quote curved scimitars. Broad-bladed swords, and not curved scimitars. So like and that, so that's that's curious to straight Aragorn. wide. Yeah, that's curious to Aragorn. So that seems to establish that they they carry curved scimitars. Again, that's probably a little on Tolkien's part. Maybe a little like uh, like an anxiety about like an Orientalist anxiety about the East. Yeah, curved Could scimitars. Be. I mean, the East, the Middle East. In my Western imagination, curved scimitars equal Middle East. Yeah, or maybe like, or, Ga- or maybe Genghis Khan. Who knows? Genghis. Genghis. <laughs> That's what people say. And then uh, this is minor, but on page sixty-four, the orc medicine uh, they give it to one of them, either Pippin or Mary. And Mary. It, and it quote it works quote swiftly. Right. So it works, and they uh, they're unpleasant. Giving, yeah, they're giving him shit about it. A baby doesn't like to take his medicine. Right. <laughs> But the, yeah, whatever. They didn't. Um, they did not. They are not Mary Poppins with a spoonful of sugar helping. No, them. yeah, it's it's the real deal. <laughs> um, and then there's this. You know, the there's a question about orcs, female orcs. You got any that thoughts is a on question. it? Question. Yeah, it's a big question. And uh, sort of like female dwarves. I mean, they they it must exist in the world somehow, right? Unless they're like the orcs and goblins from Warhammer. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And in and I know I'm not. The, I know we don't want to talk about the movies very much, but in the movies, they sort of hatch fully grown orakai from Isengard. In like slime, right? Yeah, like a, like a placenta. Yeah. So here's, here's what Robert Foster's guide has to say about that. It says, um, nothing is said about orcish tribal structures or female orcs. Orcs were said to be spawned. And again, I don't know exactly where the evidence of that is. And what else do we know that spawned in in our world? In our when, world? We, when do we use, when do we I humans on Earth we use the word spawn? I feel because there's, there's like a I feel like there's a hellish demon devil oh, association. Right. Yeah, hell spawn. Hell spawn. Mm-hmm. You got spawn the like quote comic character hero, but mm-hmm. also villain, and he's in hell. Uh, I feel yeah. like spawn the spawn flies and mosquitoes and like the like whatever yeah. like the evil thing it's just they used to think people used to think they just spawned out of nowhere like flies just came they didn't hatch right they so they're spontaneous and uh, spontaneous I, right yeah i don't want to get too hung up in that but i think that that uh that rhyme and assonance and um consonance thing is important because the other word at play here is spore like when i was looking up the greenskins on the warhammer wiki I was like control F looking for spawn and there is a book what's control called, F that's how you find something on the internet is that like a search thing yeah control F control find I didn't know that Pro I, got, tip. I got control shift T reopens a closed tab like it's oh cool. how did I god why did I close that I've never that? heard of that one that's control nuts. shift T so it, there's a book though there is a Warhammer book called something spawn like a you know a, a something spawned or the spawn of something and that's maybe an important book in the orcish like the like the uh, canon of what it means to, the, in the Warhammer orc canon 
So the word spawn has been applied, but the word spore is applied more often because they are explicitly fungal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and in the in the movie The Secret Garden, they uh, this, the girl opens the windows, let the sunshine in, and the boy who's like been told he's sick and ill is like, "But the spores, the spores will get me. Yeah, ah, they'll infect you. The spores will infect you." Right. Uh, so I don't have anything to say about orcish women folk because they're apparently neither did Tolkien. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I didn't track down any of the spawn stuff, but uh, I'm, sh- I mean, again, like you could be talking about actual breeding and like regular old, um, regular old childbirth. Uh, if you hated a group of people, you could say uh, spawn or over there spawning right. in the Misty Mountains. A derogatory term. But what? So what are they? Derog- yeah. As a derogatory term. Yeah, I think it it feels it feels unhuman and other. Yep. Yeah. You want to get into this origins? What origins? The origins of orcs. Where they where they come from? Because like elves, boom, poof, Iluvatar's like I made elves. And with dwarves, as we'll get to in the next episode, different dude, different god was like I made I made them. <laughs> I made them. Yeah, and same with humans. Iluvatar, poof, makes them. Straight up creationism. Okay, that's yeah, that's all you. I'm not. I'm not up on that. All right, but I think you know. I think you maybe. I don't want to quiz you, but it's also maybe a quiz for the listeners. All right, quiz the Tree, listeners. Treebeard said something. We talked about it already oh. once. I think he said something about. He said something about blank R two ants as orcs R two blank. <laughs> Fill in the blanks. That's a lot of blanks. Blanks are to ents as orcs are to blank. Yep. I'm going to say orcs are to elves. Yep. What are to ents like orcs are to elves? Trolls. Yep. Nailed it. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Treebeard said it. Created as twisted imitations. There's a quote. I don't know where it's from. Created. I that's not, not a quote that's my own my own oh notes. okay that's yeah. you're bringing that in but so yeah like not like well, a change not like an evolution but mm, yeah no it, I probably I don't know what Treebeard said we'll have to go back and find it where was it where did you say it uh, he says it in Fanghorn Forest you want to find it now well give me more let's, do yeah, it. let's find no, it we'll now go find give it. me some stop. more context stop we'll go music all right after much text textual wrangling we found it and we found some other stuff too. Uh, Ballantine 113 Two Towers um, Maybe you have heard of trolls They are mighty strong But trolls are only counterfeits Made by the enemy in the great darkness In mockery of Ents As orcs were of elves Yeah So that's that's Treebeard And uh, and while we were looking I don't know if you Did you see this other We were talking a little bit The uh, Treebeard and all those ants, they think they're they think they're orcs. They think that uh Mary and Pippin are little orcs. Yeah, they think they're little orcs. So that's Does again, it say, that's again for the size yeah. if they think the halflings are little orcs. Do they say little orcs though? Or are you just inferring that? <sighs> I'm not gonna go back and look, but it definitely says it in the films. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ass. <laughs> so Okay, so another point for orcs are little, but also we're talking about orcs being what does it say? What did I say? Created in the darkness? Crafted in the darkness? Counterfeits made by the enemy in the great darkness, which could seems to refer to time for me. Okay, Craft, I'm gonna, crafted I'm, is time? No, uh, at the great darkness, I think. Is oh, the time. great darkness is a period of time. 
So here we go. Uh, I got this quote, and I, I don't know what it's from because it says 260, and I, I think it's probably Silmarillion. And it's just a quick one. Unclean orcs, the mockery of the children of Iluvatar. Children of Iluvatar being uh, elves. All right, what are you looking for, the little little orcs? Thing? Little orcs. Little orcs. It says little orcs. Good. If I had seen you... Before I heard you, I should have just trodden on you, taking you for little orcs. Okay, to orcs, slightly bigger than hobbits. Boom. Smaller than dudes. Support your argument with evidence. <clears throat> We're all about it. Can I get back to the Silmarillion? Yeah, go this ahead. This is the real shit right here. So, um, this is my writing, and then and then an extended quote from the Silmarillion. When the Quendi awaken at, and I don't know how to pronounce this, and so the Quendi are the elves, and this thing is C U I V I E N E N. It's a classic example of like high fantasy goofy names. Quivienen, Quivienen, Quivienen. It's the lake, giant lake, where all the elves wake up. Uh, Melkor seeds them with rumors of a great hunter who will take them away. So he's like, he spreads all these malicious rumors that there's this great hunter that's going to come and take him away. And so when one of the Valar, Aromi, comes to bring them to Valinor, that's the plan, I guess, that's the plan, uh, some run away and hide. Okay? Okay. So there's all these elves, and they're brand new. They've been around for like a week. A week? And, yeah. And then they are brand new. Aromi's coming by to be like, everybody, we're going to Valinor, so you can live with the gods. And But Melkor, god of discord... Is, uh, has already told them, beware of a hunter. So some of the elves run away and hide. The Silmarillion tells this. But of those unhappy ones who were ensnared by Melkor, little is known of certainty. For who of the living has descended into the pits of Utumno, or has explored the darkness of the councils of Melkor? Yet this is held true by the wise of Eresia, that all those of the Quendi who came into the hands of Melkor ere Utumno was broken, were put there in prison, and by slow arts of cruelty were corrupted and enslaved. And thus did Melkor breed the hideous race of the orcs in envy and mockery of the elves, of whom they were afterwards the bitterest foes. For the orcs had life and multiplied after the manner of the children of Iluvatar, and not that had life of its own, nor the semblance of life, could ever Melkor make since his rebellion in the Ainulindale before the beginning, so say the wise. And deep in their dark hearts, the orcs loathed, loathed the master whom they served in fear, the maker only of their misery. This, it may be, was the vilest deed of Melkor and the most hateful of Iluvatar. Man, that's some heady... That's heady. Yeah, he just the words. The words is heady. Just listening to you read that it's and biblical. all the names and the who and the what, it's a heady thing to understand what actually just happened. You're saying it's got a biblical cadence. Yeah, I guess maybe. Yeah, so I mean, it, like whatever you just read feels words. like it needs to be translated. Sure, yeah, yeah. Just like we need to translate he, Shakespeare. The, like, what did it? What's actually going on here? Here's what's actually going on. Melkor is the god of discord. All right, discord god, guy. We're using the word god loosely. We've talked about it before, though. Lowercase g. Yeah. And uh, and he scares all the new... He scares some of the new elves into hiding from this other god who's gonna... He's like a god of... He's gonna round him up and bring him to the godland. Mm-hmm. 
and then Melkor ensnares all those hiding. He's the real hunter, right? He's the re- Discord is the real hunter. Melkor. Yeah, Discord. He, 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 yeah. Again, I'm a big fan of Discord, so I'm not trying to knock it. But that's yeah. In the Silmarillion, that's his that's his move is to undo everything that Iluvatar, who was his creator, and and the sort of like universal god power. I mean, that's a that's a that's a pro hunter move. Like, there's this big group. So like you get you separate some people like you separate a few of the people from the big group yeah. and then you get them yeah and he this is like yeah. this is what hunters do in the wild this is what the, animals do they get like one water buffalo one gazelle one antelope one zebra separated and then they get that one yep and I don't know if this is really true per se but you know sometimes we have a notion that that's like the weakest one or the oldest one or the right. most scared so in in a way it's the most isolated he's, at that he's, time he's called right yeah exactly there's a lot of factors he's called out um a segment of the quendi and he's twisted them into orcs over this is over thousands of years i guess maybe maybe only a thousand he doesn't have too much time i guess it's the year zero or whatever <laughs> um he's got to move fast so that he can fight wars with his with his orcs um I have a thought like you might cut this here's my thought when you're like the Quendi whatever and I was like say that name again Quendi no, what are you yeah. VNN yeah Q of VNN I'm like is like QAnon and VNN is that like a, the early QAnon and then QAnon the guy, CNN and then like the god of discord is like they're gonna send someone and get you and then like he gets them what are you saying you're saying he's a conspiracy I don't know, it theorist feel, yeah it, feel, it feels like there's conspiracy theory in there and Q, QAnon yeah. of VN. Well, it's <laughs> in terms of conspiracy theory, it's what it is is shillery, right? Like Melkor is saying, there's a conspiracy against you, but he's the real conspiracy. It's a he's working for the the tra- he's the trap. It's the double blind, triple yeah, blind, right? So doubt, so, so then, seeds of doubt. So that's yeah, that's the story. Melkor Melkor rounds them all up and turns them into orcs in his dungeons, and that's uh, that's a hateful thing to the orcs. Uh, and to the creator and to life and freedom and liberty and all of it and it sets up a problematic uh, relationship between elves who will eventually return to you know Middle Earth and orcs who have been stuck there as uh, a twisted and enslaved race yeah it's a bummer dude the story is that orcs don't love each other, right? They don't seem to like each other very much. This has come up a couple of times, too. It seems to always be... There's a lot of infighting. Doesn't seem to be much love. There's not a lot of brotherhood. There's a big fight that really illustrates... There's two big fights in Return of the King um, that are witnessed by one or two of the hobbits. The first one is Shagrat, Shagrat v. Gorbag. Okay, so my notes say the shag between <laughs> my notes say the fight between Shagrat and Gorbag is over the mithril mail coat question mark, but that's you can confirm that. Yeah, I mean they're they're I mean that's definitely the mithril is definitely a key part of that. Because okay. one of I don't remember which one like grabs it and runs away with it. They're like that's my shiny thing, all shiny things go. Yeah, whatever. yeah, right, right. So also these dudes, Gorbag and Shagrat, are from different. They, they serve different uh, regional masters. So, for example, Gorbag is from... He's from Minas, Minas Morgul. Okay. They're wearing different liveries. Right, right. Liveries? Liveries? I like liveries. Yeah. 
And Shagrat is uh, repping Lodbors, which is the orcish yeah so Shagrat's like that's mine it's going to the Kremlin I mean look boars <laughs> yeah yeah without a doubt he yeah Shagrat is is um way up there with Sauron and them now Minas Morgul oh, I like being, that Sauron and them well I don't I like, the, not, I like the phrase in them yeah but it may be just a bunch of orcs and Sauron because there was um, a Jerry Seinfeld was talking to Steve Harvey about the phrase and them cool. just like what do you say about it uh, he's like, it's just a way to like, it's just this simple way to be like, like the rest of the people in a very, just a quick instant, like Shagret at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah Shagret and them, but like y'all you, kind of who's, thing. Who's running Minas Morgul? Is that the Morgul King? Is that what they call him? Minas Morgul is the realm of the witch King. Yeah, it's the same. He's the head of the Nazgul. Yeah, that right. guy. So it's that's in, his realm. That's right. his castle. So like they've got different commanders, and he's I guess the first lieutenant Shagrat's co- commander must be Sauron, or like a bunch. You know, I don't know who's at. I don't know who's at the Black I mean, Tower. Ultimately, yeah, because uh, I don't know the mouth of Sauron. Yeah, whoever like that whatever guy is. he's a man. Yeah. Whatever yeah. lieutenants are in Mordor, we've got another dude named Snaga. He seems to be with Shagrat. They're like. Uh, Insider orcs from inside mortar. They're both injured. Uh, there's talk of eating. A couple times they're like, at least one time, one of them says, "I'll eat you." Like if you come near me, or so it's interesting. Like they're some of them they're bleeding. They've been fighting. Um, it's interesting that like as they approach death, they have like the instinctive like, you know, like a snarling animal as it's dying in a trap or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but they're like maybe going to eat each other on the verge. Of maybe death. literally eat them. Yeah, that's what it means. But it might also be figurative the way we, the way we humans in this world might say like, oh, like you do that, you'll be eaten, eaten alive. alive. Yeah, but it's a figurative sense. Yeah, but I don't think it's figurative here. I think they mean. I think he means right. There's enough. Eat- there's enough like doubt cast on that by Tolkien and the cannibalist like t- cannibalistic yeah, qualities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also like we do weird things like uh, like oh your baby's so cute I could just eat him right up. Nom, right, nom, yeah. Nom. Yeah. Feels a little weird. Uh, we're gonna get right at the orcs cannibalism thing. Um, let me just drop these two quick quotes about orcs not getting along. Frodo and Sam, Frodo and Sam, no, uh, they're they're on about uh, orcs fighting and killing each other all the time. Sam says, "Well, after they witness a fight between um, two orcs, like one is a, it's the tracker orc and, and some other dude, yeah, and they get in a fight and they they one of them kills the other. They've one. escaped from Kirth Ungol. They've jumped down the bank. They've landed in Thorns." Yep. They're hiding, and then there's this tracker that comes up. Yeah, and they fight, and one, maybe both they're, of them. They they're might looking both, for him. They might like, both They're almost going to be caught. Right, but they can't get it done because they're because they're killing each other. Yeah, they're bickering. Right. So Sam says, after witnessing that, well, I call that neat as neat. If this nice friendliness would spread about in Mordor, half our trouble would be over. And then Frodo says, this is the spirit of Mordor, Sam, and it has spread to every corner of it. So this is like they've literally killed each other. They've killed orcs have killed orcs in this scene and it's like civil war maybe oh, that's what yeah, it's been the, the way. Fr- that's the it's friendliness the yeah the nice friendliness is ironic but you can't get much hope out of it they hate us far more all together and all the same if those two had seen us they would have dropped all their quarrel until we were dead that's the united enemy thing that's i mean that's 1984 you will like unite with your enemy to fight your common enemy I mean, okay. these two, like, they would hate the hobbits. That's the unifying that will bring them together. The orcs will get over their argument with each other. 
to fight the hobbits the common they enemy. Both, yeah the yes. common enemy yeah and I'm going to just acknowledge this feeling that I'm having as we talk about orcs um, like and I've said this before like we don't actually know like just because Frodo says oh everybody says that orcs have always hated each other well everybody says all kinds of crazy shit um, and it doesn't make it like a defining feature of a race and uh, I am very sympathetic to orcs you know, I, I think they're getting, I think they're being maligned. I want to say they're being maligned by the narrator, but I know, like, I feel like hardline, uh, hardline fiction readers would maybe, you know, maybe that's kind of a deliberately deconstructionist mode of thinking. Can we take it at face value that the orcs are anything other than a, like a fantasy projection? I don't understand the question. The question is if Frodo, just because Frodo says orcs are evil, uh, meaning like they're evil, okay. they're, that is that is the Frodo, nature. That Frodo is, their, is unreliable as a character. But it, is our third person omniscient narrator unreliable? This is, I mean, I know it's all headed toward the post colonial deconstruction episode, but sometimes I'm like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't buy it. I don't buy that they don't love each other. I don't buy that they don't have families. I don't buy that they, that they'll always kill each other. Well, yeah. So there's a, there's a part in, there's a part that like has like companionship of orcs where they're picking up Frodo from like, he's wrapped in Shelob's web and they're going to, as there's people talking, maybe I should find this, but the orcs are talking like, oh, oh, maybe one day we'll just like take like some of the lads and we'll go and f get our own place yeah, like, out in the wilderness. Should I try and find it? Uh, no. Well, maybe in a minute. But your is your point with the quote that like, um, like the, he uses the term lads, like right, like yeah. bros, like buddies, yeah. like friends. Yeah, and also like the, companions, like social creatures. Yep. that need to live together. And also this notion, maybe that, even harmoniously. And also this notion that some of them maybe want to break away from a warlike, like uh, imperial yes. servant they want to, mode. They want to retire from the military and go live their lives in wherever. Yeah, and we don't. I don't think we have to assume that these have that these are orcs that have evolved newly. It's probably that orcs have the potential for that, and uh, you know, there's parameters that have led to the situation. I'm going to stop it for a second. You're going to look for that quote? Yes. Okay. All right, so I found this section where they're talking about, like, slipping off. So I'm going to read a section. This is uh, in the two towers, the choices of Master Samwise towards the end of the book. These are, like, the last few pages. My copy starts page 392. This is Gorbag talking. The messages go through quicker than anything could fly as a rule, but I don't inquire how it's done. Safest not to occur. Those Nazgul give me the creeps, and they skin the body off of you soon as look at you, and leave you all cold in the dark on the other side. But he likes them. They're his favorites nowadays. So it's no use grumbling. I tell you, it's no game serving down in the city. You should try being up here with Shelob for company, said Shagrat. I'd like to try somewhere where there's none of them. But the war is on now, and when that's over, things may be easier. It's going well, they say. They would, grunted Gorbag. We'll see. But anyway, if it does go well, there should be a lot more room. What do you say? If we get the chance, you and me will slip off and set up somewhere on our own with just a few trusty lads. 
somewhere where there's good loot, nice and handy, and no big bosses. Ah, said Shagrat, like old times. Like old times. Like old times. Like, wow, man, like good war buddies. Like, so ah. That's confu- that confuses me because, I, my, again, it's a complicated thing to follow, but my notes have Shagrat as Lugbors and Gorbag as Minas Morgul. You think I'm wrong? I don't or, know. Or do you think that they came like... Imagine if they came down from like the Misty Mountains or Mirkwood, like as 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 like, uh, you know, new recruits or whatever, and then they were like assigned. One was assigned to the Black Tower and one was assigned to Minas Morgul and they haven't mm. seen each other for a minute. Maybe. Also, or, is this, or is this also like, if they're the ones that are fighting, are they the, the ones that are fighting and killing each other for the Mithril Cult? I think it... Uh, I don't know. Well, we should know because if they are, then that's like a friendship that falls out, and then that then it follows. Then that's followed by Frodo's comment of like, "That's the orcs. That's what that is. The orcs, how they operate." Yeah, I think it is a fight between. Uh, my note says the fight between Shagret and Gorbag is over the mithril male coat? Question mark. Um, you want to look? I mean, I think we need to look this up. It's hard. It's hard to tell though because it's so to me. And again, maybe this is just me. They have such a like anonymous bumbling, and also yeah, your your reading was interesting too. You've got Shagrat with the snarly upper, like in the treble. I just wanted and, I wanted to just differentiate, and those are two voices, right? But Gorbag, I always have Gorbag up high and Shagrat down low. <laughs> Should I read it again different? No, nah. dude, again. So what we're demonstrating here though is how they are to me as a reader, and I don't think um, that this is an unusual reaction. To orcs, they're kind of anonymous. Yeah, a little, because they're not they're not the uh, protagonists. They're the enemy, or is it Snaga? Snaga is another dude, and my note says that Snaga is with Shagrat, but I don't know if that means that they. Oh, here you go. Here's no, Shagrat, no, Shagrat does kill Gorbag. Yeah. Shagrat kills Gorbag. Yeah, so these are the two that were just. Like they were like Latin- old times. Like, what do you say? You and me will slip off and like set up our own place. That's crazy. Who was saying that? Shagrat or Gorbag? Gorbag is invite is inviting Shagrat to slip off and set up their own place with a few trusty lads. Hmm. And Shagrat's like, ah, like old times. Like old times. That's wild. All right. So and then they kill. Then they end, one yeah. ends up killing the other in this- the fighting. This leads nicely to some stuff that I have categorized under orcs as the essential other, especially cannibalistic. Um, Shagrat says to Snaga, you must go or I'll eat you. <laughs> you must go or I'll eat you. Like, I'm going to eat you if you don't get out of here. And uh, and then when Shagrat kills Gorbag, my notes I say, again, with a question mark, because did he already get him once? Or did Shagrat is maybe injured during the scene? Go back, to sure. the, go back to the book and find it. <sighs> when Shagrat kills Gorbag, he howls a, quote, gurgling yell of triumph. And then he licks the blood off the knife. Yeah. Oh, I, that's, yeah, that's on page 193 of uh, my page 193. 224 for the Ballantine. Return, Return of the King, Tower of Kirith Umgol. Yep. There's a couple <sighs> other things about orcs eating each other. Uh, the Ugluk and all them back in book three. They say uh, they're talking about how they eat man flesh. The orkai that Sauron gives them man yeah. flesh, um, and then uh, and then this is a just and they a, also they kill. This is in the film. I'm not sure if it's the movie. They kill an orc in the film, like 
decapitate a dude who's gonna kill like attack the hobbits and it's like looks like meat's back on the menu boys like yeah. oh shit like yeah. intestines are flying through the screen you're like that is gruesome yuck do you want do you want this quote from like is it about bag shagrat killing yeah, each sure. other yeah let's do it uh da, 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 da. i can't get enough of these dudes so this is uh return of the king tower of kirith ungol page 192 193 suddenly as shagrat stooped over the battlement his Back to the rooftop, Samto's amazement saw that one of the sprawling bodies was moving. It was crawling. It put out a claw and clutched the bundle. It staggered up. In its other hand, it held a broad-headed spear with a short, broken haft. It was poised for a stabbing thrust. But at the very moment, a hiss escaped its teeth. A gasp of pain or hate. Quick as a snake, Shagrat slipped aside, twisted round, and drove his knife into his enemy's throat. Got you, Gorbag, he cried. Not quite dead, eh? Well, I'll finish my job now. He sprang, on the fall- he sprang onto the fallen body and stamped and trampled it in his fury, stooping now and again to stab and slash it with his knife. Satisfied at last, he threw back his head and let out a horrible, gurgling yell of triumph. <laughs> then he licked his knife and put it between his teeth. And catching up the bundle, he came loping towards the near door of the stairs. I like. I've, the, I'm increasing my uh, dramatic reading. Game. I know. It's well, good. I also have like the slight, slight like oh, post nasal yeah, drip, yeah, which yeah. is like is lending itself good, brilliantly good to orc, orc. I've got an orc voice going on. Word. Okay. One more it's February and winter and sickness. I want to get at one more thing about orcs as the essential other, especially cannibalistic. Uh, Aragorn. This is Aragorn to Aomer. This tense moment between, you know, the tense, the tenseness between Aragorn and Aomer, where Aragorn has to be like, "Bro, I'm the king. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cross through here." Well, and when you, they're running across the plains and the Aomer and them roll up, have encircled yeah. them with spears pointed. Yeah, and Aragorn has and, to buck them down, and like they're about to get stabbed, and Gimli and Legolas are ready to fight, and Gimli's like, "Whoa, this yeah. is tense." So Aragorn says to Aomer. There are few among mortal men who know more of orcs, and I do not hunt them in this fashion out of choice. Uh, now, this passage about orc hunting demonstrates the notion of orcs as huntable, non-human invaders to both Aragorn, Northern Ranger type, and Aomer, Rohirrim, cowboy ranger. Oh, uh, in the Texas yeah, cowboys in the, in the Texas the West. Yep, in the Texas border tradition. So. This hasn't come up yet, but now is as good a time as any to mention it. Uh, it sources seem to indicate the, the Silmarillion quote I read, but also Robert Foster's Guide to Middle Earth. The orcs don't die naturally. They don't. No. Which would be similar to elves who have yeah they're immortal unless they die in battle. Right. Given their ancestry. That's the deal. So that's the so like this orc situation is that they're they're they won't die naturally. Whoa! In a man in a man town like Rohan, right? That's going to be you're going to men are going to die out because orcs will reproduce. However, they do that, and uh, and they won't die. And do the they, men will can die. they starve? Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Can elves starve? I never thought about it. I've never thought about it either. But like, do they? Huh. I would assume that yeah, they would have to because they eat. They eat. They drink wine just for fun. You think that's what Gandalf does? That's what Gandalf does. He I doesn't eat. eat it for nourishment and energy. No, I don't. I'm just playing. 
this all this like other stuff is uh another angle there is this fantasy or science fiction or maybe all maybe any kind of like combat fiction um paradigm of like the mindless bumbling volitionless minion other characters you know what i mean i and i have minions good because i think about the pixar minions the little orange yellow creatures with the blue overalls and they're kind of bumbling and silly and right they're called the minions for a reason yeah. and they're bumbling and silly for a reason but you don't have to wipe them out but you can right like aren't there there are, i don't watch those movies as a rule but <laughs> aren't there like situations or jokes slapstick moments where one or two of them basically like kick the bucket like if you wipe out three out of a dozen minions they'll just we'll just spawn some more i don't know that they i don't know that they any of them actually die because it's if it's a children if it's made for children i know you, you know what i'm saying though yeah, like a couple of like, oh, they got these three got squashed by an anvil. Yep, they're gone. We'll never right. see them again. Yeah, exactly. But like yeah. more will just pop out of the ether. Right. So bad guy versions of that, they, they fight each other. They make mistakes. Right. That's that's re- actually the, the fact that the minions of popular contemporary imagination, the what yellow is it? Ones. we should call them what they are. They're Pixar creations. Pixar right? minions. Right. Pixar minions. Um, the only difference is that they're not evil. Right. The evil ones fight each other. Even the minions fight each other, right? The Pixar minions make mistakes. Yeah, in like in like goofy slapstick way. Mm-hmm. It's a slapstick. They're always in defeat mode. They're so Are easy. They? To, defeat mode. They're always well. They're easy to defeat by the protagonists. Oh yeah, you can just knock a bunch of them about. Yeah, they're, right, they're, right. They're so easy to kill, and so rarely do they kill a hero. Um. Orcs um, or Pixar minions. Any sort of we're talking about all of them. I want to talk about the archetype of the, the essential archetype. mindless, bumbling, volitionless minion. Right. See also like uh the Foot Clan. Yeah, I'm glad you Ninja said Ninja Turtles. That. Did you see me turn aside to write something down a minute ago? No. Anyways, Clark and listeners, <laughs> I turned aside to write something down. What I was writing down was Foot Clan because I have a list of we and as yeah, I have a list of the of minions, and that's one that I thought of last night, and I haven't had a chance to add it to the notes. And you're thinking of the Foot Clan from the movie or not? Because I am the movie, the TV cartoon. Yeah, right. I never really watched that. Yeah, but the first the movie they so from 1990. They, that's a great film. That's a formative film. I'll probably rewatch it. Love soon, it because I've been Love thinking it. about it a lot. When I when we played Ninja Turtles in childhood, my brother was always Leonardo and Donatello. I was always Raphael and Michelangelo. Word. <clears throat> and to get back at the Foot Clan, uh, those those boys go to the clubhouse in the movie, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja right. Turtles movie. They go there and they're boys. And then at some point they have to put on that uniform. Yep. And the uniform makes them look like bugs. And they turn yeah, into they like... Yeah, they have big, like, big mesh right. eyeballs, kind of like the mesh of a microphone. Maybe that's what they use in the costumes. Yeah, it's like the same size. Just put it on a uh, like pantyhose type mask or something. Yep, and it makes Headband. you look and it makes you look like a faceless, nameless uh, bad guy in a like movie. Like fly eyes, so that so that the protagonist can kill you in like a bunch of you at the same right. time. Right, and we don't care because you don't have a face. Who else? One you point. Got? One point, they pulled a mask up over the guy, and they're like, "Oh, that's a human." Sort oh, of yeah. like sort of like the soldier, the uh, Easterlings, or the Never people from Far Harad. This is the scene in Lord of the Rings. Where oh, yeah, yeah, the arrow yeah. gets shot and the guy falls, and like I wonder, like if he is he evil? This guy with the face now, yeah, 
But he had a we, mask on. Didn't we say that he doesn't that, he, that Sam doesn't see his face? We'd have to go back. What, episode, we already talked about episode it. Episode four. Review, like, if you want to know, listen to the episode again. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to say another one, and you should think about another one. This one's obvious. Uh, Stormtroopers. Stormtroopers, for which sure. Which is, they're like, I mean, I think... They started as clones. That's what I was going to ask, because I don't, I don't truck with uh, episodes one, two, and three. But that's my understanding, is that they're established to have been clones. Right. Right. Doesn't make them not human or whatever, but they're clones. They were clones, and then they became not clones. Clone, spore, spawn. Little semantic cluster right there, right? What are the... Oh, drones. Clones and drones. Yeah. Now I'm thinking of like Dro- the... Uh, drones, Star like ants, though. Drones. Video game StarCraft, and they're drones of the... What's that species? What's that? The Zerg. I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? StarCraft, the video game. Oh, was, oh not Star Fox. I thought StarCraft. You said, don't know it. The Zerg. The Zerg, the boars, the swarm, the spawn, the drones, the clones. These are all separate things or they're all related to Star? Oh, I'm just playing yeah. like word sounds. <clears throat> yeah. That one counts. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one of them. Uh, Trollocks from Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time. You ever read or hear about that series? Fantasy series. Morlocks from H.G. Wells. No, Trollocks, Morlocks. Now I'm just in like a free association mode. Thanks. No, it's good. That's, <laughs> that's what I want. Uh, this is the ant stuff. Orcs are described as working, quote, like ants, making fire pits outside Minas Tirith. This is a quote. The orcs screamed, waved spear and sword, and shooting a cloud of arrows at any that stood revealed upon the battlements. And the men of the mark, amazed, looked out as it seemed to them upon a great field of dark corn tossed by a tempest of war and every ear glinted with barbed light big C that's from uh, Helm's Deep so many dead they didn't know what to do with them from uh, Helm's Deep so many dead orcs yeah so this is like this this is getting to the idea of like the ants like a swarm this is getting into the, like a hive mind and it's also bringing we're coming back to like the idea of a siege so siege warfare right we'll just throw as many orcs at this thing as possible and right climb over the dead body so here's the thing this morning over breakfast i was talking with a friend who this person either has dyed blue hair and a sleeve of tattoos or is a 65 year old white republican <laughs> man uh that's just some levity so we're talking and the idea was that only orcs this is not my idea only orcs would march and then immediately attack helms deep that it's it's a hive mind it's not individuals it's you march it's it's a like a fallacy in history that sieges would happen that way like sieges were this long thing with negotiations you'd set up a whole camp right you'd like create weapons you'd have like we're here and you'd maybe negotiate and then you would attack in a like digging trenches and all of that and that did not happen at helms deep they were just showed up and went immediately into it across the causeway and then like the siege of helms deep had begun this is like page 177 147 148 of two towers in my my copy but in mias tirith they it's a more it's more siege like and that like in that one they've planned it it says that they've planned this for a long time they have 
siege towers, they have a battering ram, they set up fires, they have catapults. Still it's happens much more fast, though. It happens very fast. Probably too fast for like human history and like the real world, but it is more it's a little slower than Helm's Deep. It's more prolonged, it's more planned. Yeah. Helm's Deep they show up with ladders and bombs, like gunpowder. Gunpowder? Whatever the dude they stack in the little drainage ditch and blow up the wall. The deeping wall? I don't remember the scene. So there's a keep over to the right, and then there's this big wall that prevents like for field, and that's where Aragorn was stationed with his archers, I think. And there's a little drain, like three by three or something, and they stack gunpowder bomb some explosive thing that you light with fire and it so they stack those in this little drain under the wall and then it explodes the whole wall collapses clark you know helms deep the way dudes know civil war cool you're like way this is why we're this is why i'm on this podcast maybe yeah we could do a whole episode just on the the tactics of helms deep military tactics anyway they blow up the wall and then they can get in and then uh the king theoden's like retreat to the back to the keep back to the keep Orcs are in. Word. So they Helm's Deep, ladders and gunpowder. Uh, Minas Tirith, they had catapults, siege towers, battering rams, trolls, winged creatures. Much more prolonged and planned. Mm-hmm. Still very quick. But then again, maybe it's they planned it and they planned it from the other side of the river and then they had everything in place. They crossed the river at Osgiliath, marched a little bit, and they're there. It's closer than Helm's Deep to Isengard. Helm's Deep is a is an orc massacre, right? Uh, and uh, after I'm going to give you a bunch of quotes. After Helm's Deep, the riders of the Mark and the men of the East Dales were quote laid under quote two mounds, whereas quote the orcs were piled in great heaps away from the mounds of men, not far from the eaves of the forest. Uh, and there wasn't there wasn't enough wood to fire. The f- to f- to burn the mm-hmm. pile of dead, uh, so Gandalf says to quote let the orcs lie, and then the forest, presumably Fanghorn, seems to have swallowed or absorbed them by the next morning. That's what I took out of that, yep. uh, and that becomes the death down. It's page two hundred one. Uh, I assume of the two towers, right? Must be yeah, two towers. That's uh, that's wild. Why is that wild? Say more. Well, the differentiation between the orcish dead, there's no or there's no orcs left to do anything, and it's the day so that you know orcs would be hiding. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, no orcs survived because they whatever, sure that's yeah. Whatever that's was what chasing the forest, the forest destroyed. It's just a lot of dead bodies, a lot of yeah. dead bodies, and and treated as like a pile of refuse. Which again, I you know I'm not too in love with the body in terms of like a dead body being uh, sanctified or whatever, but the it's it's con- it's conspicuous the differentiation of the men's bodies from the orcs bodies and the uh yeah well, the, the burying of the men versus the burning of the orcs okay but that's also like us and them we're going to yeah. we're going to treat our people with dignity respect sanctif- like sanctify them whatever but the enemy like forget them we don't yeah. just like mm. burn them get rid of them but we don't have enough to do that. Also, that's a lot of work, and we got other stuff to do. So, eh, just leave it. Right? Alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have time for that. 
we'll take care of ours but they were trying to kill us forget them yeah it's just grim that's my only point is that it's of course grim. it's grim yeah very grim so I want to do different types of orcs and then the politics see if that plays into it we talked about orcai with broad broad blades versus the curved scimitars of the shorter ones orcai are bigger they can d- handle the sun better they move in daylight they have good medicine they run very fast yeah make great time and they're presumably spawned again right which means no dimorphic sexual reproduction sea orc sky to middle earth there's the tracker orc with the larger nostrils presumably for like smelling and having using those senses like yeah, a, I got the quote like a bloodhound yeah one was clad in ragged brown and was armed with a bow of horn. It was of a small breed, black-skinned, with wide and snuffling nostrils, evidently a tracker of some kind. The other was a big fighting orc, like those of Shagrat's company, bearing the token of the eye. He also had a bow at his back and carried a short, broad-headed spear. As usual, they were quarreling, and being of different breeds, they used the common speech after their fashion. We've already been at that scene. This is like yeah. like the different types of specialities of video games, uh, role-playing games, where one, like a, a warrior might be like, they're called a tank, and other ones might be like healers or whatever. This one's a, like right, a yeah. tracker, that speciality, the warrior being the tank. This mm-hmm. is when they're trying to find Frodo and Sam who have escaped from Kirith Ungol. Yeah. Um, Orakai, not afraid of the dawn. But weirdly afraid of Gandalf, um, they seem to be afraid of who Gan- isn't. I know, yeah. It's Denethor. They respond to him, but not to natural light. Uh, they dislike it, but they're not. They're not. They can stay up or whatever. There's this really specific thing said. Northern orcs um, maybe see better in the dark. It's Ugluk probably who says that in the Two Towers. He says they have eyes like gimlets. Quote gimlets, cooked. Quote, cooked gimlets? No, 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 no. New quote. <laughs> quote, cooked in the daylight, unlike the Isengarders. He's like, you'll be cooked. You know? Kind Once of, the daylight yeah. comes, you'll be cooked. Like a vampire. Yes, cooked. thank you. I was going to say, I was going to bring that in. They're like, they're vampiric with the sunlight, where it's like uncomfortable, like kind of burn. Yeah, yeah. the hissing sounds. And then, it, this is just interesting that uh, the Orakai, I, you and I, I think, both regard them as being kind of a Saruman project. Yeah, the guide to Middle Earth. The take is that they're they're first bred by Sauron. Could be. I mean, interesting. I, I mean, in the film, they are a Sauron project, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's portrayed that way. <clears throat> and Ogluk is uh, Orakai, and he talks a lot about. He's really pro Isengard. <laughs> okay. Uh, that that's the next point and the final point, as far as I'm sure. Politics. Is, yeah. Is um. Yeah, like who who are the orcs serving? So at the beginning they're serving Melkor. AKA Morgoth. He's the Dark Lord number one, right? Melkor. Who's the god of Discord? Melkor. Right. Same guy. Morgoth. Morgoth yeah. They're all the same. The I Quen- see. I think Melkor. Same entity, same being. Yeah, I think I think Morgoth is maybe means hate hate hates every all of us in Quendi or whatever. So Morgoth was the one Quendi. when the elves were first formed that were like, they're coming to get you and he took some. That's what the orcs are, yeah. Morgoth took yep. them. They're the foot clan of uh, Morgoth. Morgoth is Shredder? Yeah, because he's like a god man. So I guess... God Shredder. Yep. Shredder the god. Yeah. 
and then uh, and then they're serving Sauron and they're serving Saruman and they're doing that for like what what do we know about why they're doing that why don't they just hang up by themselves hang on what all right forget the way I worded the question orcish politics yeah I want to talk about orcish politics and I want to harken back to something we were talking about in the evil episode which was the um, darkness in Mordor slash orcs in darkness ecosystem situation okay so it's not literal, literal darkness yeah like the reason that absence of light mm-hmm. so the reason that Sauron has a bunch of orcish servants is because they showed up because it's always dark there and so it draws mortar draws orcs and so that's how they get caught up in working for Sauron it's not so much a political alliance as it is like a ecological coincidence that it has the it's that's the niche where they thrive they mm-hmm. can survive yeah he exploits that right. Sauron exploits that sort of like lentils grow in a particular type of soil and if it's too if it has too much of whatever they don't thrive they don't produce yeah so the soil the soil conditions quote quote unquote soil conditions are right for orcs to thrive mm-hmm. and yeah. is that was that always the case in that area do you think in from the books and from your history of middle I earth don't i don't know when mortar turned dark and I don't know if, if that's ever. a result. It, I mean, there, there is Mount Dune, which is an act, like active volcano. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's spouting ash and smoke and fumes, yep. and but they're also making all kinds of weaponry. Oh yeah, the industry, smithy, smithy stuff going pollution. on. Pollution. So orcs uh, have also, other than Mordor, they've also plundered Moria. This is a. It looks like a quote. Orcs have plundered Moria, given Mithril in tribute to Sauron. Yep. Fellowship of the Ring, four thirteen, Valentines might also be called more goblins in Moria. The go- goblins might be more like the Misty Mountains kind of orcs. I think it's a Shire term. Oh, okay, that's why though it's yeah, closer yeah, yeah. to the Misty Mountains. Closer, you know? closer to the Shire. That's where yeah. they're like, oh, goblins, Goblin Town. Especially, so, yeah, in the Hobbit, that's, down, down to Goblin Town. Exactly. Go, yeah, my lad. Those are the the goblins saying it, right? Yeah. Um. Anyways, it's interesting that they they plunder Moria. And then they give tribute to Sauron. So they do, it's not, like this is kind of a counterpoint to my previous point about ecology. There's also a conscious political move to align with Sauron. Mm -hmm. They do, they pay him. Yep. Um, So whatever. In the two towers we learn more about the Orakai. There's actually a chapter named the Orakai. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what do we learn in this chapter? We learn that there are different charges... Um, what do you mean charges? I, charges like uh, emblems that they wear. Okay. And I combine some of this with like early. Like ranks? No, like livery. Livery. Shows what team they belong to. Combined, I combine some of this material with early uh, Return of the King chapters. Want to play the quiz? Yeah, all right. All right. Uh, what's the sim- We've done this once, maybe all the way through. What's the symbol for Isengard? Isengard is the white hand. Yep. And Mordor? Mordor is the red eye. Right. So previously there was we encountered an orc that was had the red eye on him. He's Lugbors specifically. Because there's another Mordor charge, and that's the symbol of uh Minas Morgul. 
You know what the symbol is? From Minas Morgul? Mm-hmm. Like the livery symbol? Yeah. Boy, that's... You can do it. Minas Morgul. Yikes. I mean, the Witch King is the guy. That's his, that's his realm. That's his castle. Oh, man. There's an actual symbol? There is. So we got the white hand, the red eye, and then there's going to be like the green goblin. <laughs> <laughs> you can get it. Think about what Minas, Minas Morgul is. It's the moon. It's the tower of the moon. Mm-hmm. So, the charge is all black. The new moon. Ah, uh, what color moon? The black moon. No. Because there is no moon. It's just a black. Oh, the new. No, no. It's the white moon. The white moon mm-hmm. from Minas Morgul. Yeah. Not Minas Ithil. Those are the same place. Yes or no? They're the, it's the same location, but it's like different. It's under new management. Ithil and right. Morgul. Morgul think, is new management from Ithil. Yeah, someone wears a white. I don't have the page number, unfortunately. Someone wears a white moon. An orc. Mm hmm. Huh. Repin Minas Morgul. I think I must have missed that <clears throat> or didn't catch it. We can find it. Interesting. Do you want to find it? <laughs> I only is it important re- yeah. to your political scheme? No, it's not. I just think it's a fun detail. I like it when teams of bad we'll guys let the, are... We'll let the listeners and the readers find that as an Easter egg. Yeah. I like when the um, when the minions who are mindless are divided into like teams by color. Yeah. You know what I mean? As, an, as, a, as a reader or a viewer. I only have one more quote left on this page that we haven't talked about yet. And uh, it's an evil voice. <laughs> From the two towers, uh, probably in the Orakai chapter, an evil voice, maybe Grishnak. That is my that's my guess. And the quote is: "Is Saruman the master or the Great Eye?" Capital G, capital E, capital S for Saruman. Um, because they're fighting over which way to go. I think with Merry and Pippin, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Whether you go all the way back to Mordor or whether you go right, to Right, because they're, they're two different liveries that meet up or they're yes. two different liveries that have mm-hmm. control. Yep. So they fight amongst themselves. Ugluk, Ugluk uh, comes from Isengard. And on page 61, he says, I command. I am Ugluk, I command. I am Ugluk. I command. Yeah. Grishnak's from Lugbors. Lugbors. Fun word to say. Is Saruman the master or the great eye? I don't know if that's the place to end on orcs, but it's a place to end on orcs. I feel like we need a closing thought. Wrap it there, up. That, what that quote does show is like this notion that like there's no notion of orcish um, self-determination in yes. these books. With one exception, the quote that you shared. When they're going off to like, let's like, what do you say? We'll get our own place. Yeah. But other than that, it's it's all it's all like subservient. It's all military. There's not, and this is what this is what I was talking over breakfast with my friend that uh, there are there's like the individuality is not there. That's the swarm, the hive mind, yeah, the, the minion situation. Right. They're not individualistic. They're not rendered that way. Correct. Right. And this is what I failed to get at earlier, and I doubt I'll get at it now. <clears throat> but we have to get toward as we approach episode seven is this like instability of the third person omniscient narrator like just 
you know, it's one thing when Frodo or Sam says, oh, we've heard that orcs are this or that. Um, but when we get the narrator telling it to us like it's a fact of the of the created universe, um, that comes with real sort of like limitations. So you, I feel like what you're saying is the person, that, like as you read it, there's a narrative voice narrating the story like in the third person. So there's the voice that we read through and there is... Um, so we accept that if we read it and accept yeah. it as truth, then that's how it is. That is how it is written. But there is what your contention is, is there is bias, like a point to that narrator. We cannot ignore yeah. that. Yeah. There's a, there's somewhat of a filter that we're reading through. And it's interesting that it's interesting that we would easily extend that notion to a historical religious text, right? Um, like take the, the Torah or the Bible, um, which at time it seems to be written in like a sort of omniscient third. My understanding is that a hundred years ago, more people took it literal yep. than today. Yep. Seems accurate. My understanding as well. Right. So it's interesting though, that with Tolkien's universe and his history, it's maybe ironically harder for me or most readers to to get some sort of remove and say oh it's subjective like maybe maybe what's being said about orcs objectively is actually subjective so we are reading these books more like the bible was read 100 years we're ago we're reading them literally yeah fact yeah which when we yeah, think, the, like makes kind of that makes sense because it is a story it is also fiction in a in a realm that does not exist yeah, and I'm not trying to hate on the experience of fully merging with it. And I think that's to fully merge with it is to sort of merge with the third person omniscient narrator. Right. And like there's also a suspension of disbelief. We're going right. to be like, all right, I'm not going to disbelieve. I will be in it. But think of how that's like the orc relationship with Sauron and the hive mind. Think of how like what is. Our own um, submission to the authorial truth our submission to yeah. the narrator to the vision, as truth. yeah the narrator's vision is hive mindy and minion like <laughs> oh so we become minions we be to the narrator we become the orcs as yeah. orcs are minions to sauron yeah whoa that's a nice comparison should that's we an, end that's, should a we, that's a nice interesting comparison should that's, we should we end on it i think we should end on that one and we are to the narrator of the books as orcs are to Sauron.